Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So I'm going on my first business trip in a long time. Yes, you are. Are you so excited? Are you nervous? No, I'm really not. And I don't know if it's because I feel like I'm not going to see anyone I know. (laughs) I believe that. I believe you will see no one that you know. Which sounds like so nice. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and what the time this is airing, you're leaving like tomorrow, I think. I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell the people where you're going. And I'll tell people where I'm going. You know, I know knew this is where that was going. But uh, (laughs) so... Obviously, for those of you who listen for any length of time, you would know that I'm the CFO and the numbers person behind the scenes. And I don't know how to add, guys. So I had to give it to someone else. Oh, stop. (laughs) You know how to add. But the funny thing is, we've been like many of you, you can kind of get in this circle of like, you're only seeing stuff that's industry related. And I'm like, I need to go like a step out. Like, how do we get out of the industry because ultimately our industry is different from our clients industry, first of all, but also we're a bigger business than most of the people. Anyway, the why doesn't matter as much as like, it's weird to try to figure out what are you aligned with? That's actually helpful when so much of, if you go a step out, it is either corporate or very startup focused. Yeah. And so I don't even really consider ourselves con- a startup. Con- what? <laughs> what? I said, so she's going to an OnlyFans conference. No, I'm not. Stop <laughs> it. Marketing tactics. You never know. No, I'm going to, I didn't even know Stripe had a conference, but apparently they do once a year. And the lineup is freaking cool. I don't know if you realize, Emily, but the keynote is the CEO of ChatGPT. Oh, that's relevant to our next conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. You know, we're talking about the future of online business, buyer behavior in the recession, more about retainer type clientele and 
AI. And so I think it's going to be a really cool conversation. And I'm guessing it's going to be mostly men, mostly startups from the California side of things. So I'm not necessarily expecting to meet anyone Mm -hmm. so much as I'm absorbing the information. Yeah. So we'll see. I am doing what could only be described as the exact opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) She sent me this Slack of like, hey, I'm thinking about going to this conference. Like, do you think I should go? And would you want to come with me? And it just so happens to be the same weekend that I'm going to be in Nashville for our Lord and Savior, Taylor Swift. (laughs) And so I am going to an Airbnb with 12 other women. We're going to Taylor Swift. We're going to an era's drag brunch tour as well. It is one of our girlfriend's birthday that weekend. So it is just going to be like women on women on women on women on events on music and wine and dancing and Nashville and all of the things and like the opposite of the bro finance space. (laughs) You know, the only way more women are going to break yep. in the finan- finance space is if women choose to show up in those rooms, even yep. if they're uncomfortable. Yep. You fight for your spot at that conference, girl. <laughs> I, I had to I had to put the top that I bought for my era's outfit. It's very midnights, by the way. I had to literally put it in a Target sack because it kept glittering everywhere. Like everywhere. And so my mom joked, she was like, just put it in Brian's closet until you have to go. And he's just going to keep finding glitter. Oh my God. That'd be so annoying. I tried on one top. I did ultimately immediately return. I was like, you've returned everything that you're trying. Do you know? That's not true. I do have one outfit. It's very reputation, which was not the era I wanted to go after. Mm. I wanted to be lover era, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (sighs) but so far, it's definitely the best option. Yep. But anyway, this sequence threw up all over my all yeah, over my room. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jared's like, if that much fell off when you just tried it on and immediately put it in the back uh-huh. in the bag, yes. no. No, I had to go visit a seamstress this week to take oh. my hot pink trousers that I'm going to wear to the concert and to get them hemmed because they were so long that they were going under my shoes, like full on (laughs) under my shoes. And I was like, they will be torn up and disgusting if I wear them like that. Even in heels, I was wearing two inch heels and they were going under my heels. (laughs) And so I was like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Well, I had to size up for my normal size because my butt, (laughs) it's just just keeps growing. get it big enough to go over my hips and so since it was big enough for that it was way too long (laughs) oh my god well emily i love you and i just want to remind you of your genetics (laughs) (laughs) there's something I'm just saying i think your body is acknowledging that you're not white At least not completely white. (laughs) (laughs) It is there. It just just keeps coming. And running is not helping. I will tell you that. It's going to keep growing. That's going to only, I will say, it will hopefully give you more lift and avoid some lumps and bumps on it. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
well, let's keep talking about my butt. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all of that to say, I'm sure I will have an update for you post Stripe conference. Yeah. And I'm excited because I know I'm going to assume that zero of you went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that none of you were there. Well, but the thing is, it is kind of crazy to think about, like, you go to all these conferences with these other people that you learn stuff from, but I'm like, in reality, Stripe processes so much of the money in our business. Why wouldn't I want to be in the room learning how our... What y'all doing back there? What's our fee paying for? (laughs) You know, like, I don't think we take advantage of this service at all, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) other than to let it process payments. So... That's funny. I'm going to learn some shit and we'll come back and... I'm excited. I know you're going to take notes and I'm sure it will form some conversations that we could have here. And I'm excited for that. So, okay. Shifting gears a little bit. Right off the top here, y'all, I'm just going to like remind you that the cohort is currently open for C-Suite On Demand. If you even think that growing a team and being ethical about your team culture and sustainability and really figuring out the budget and forecast needed to afford that team and then to afford the maintenance of that team. If you're looking to explore that this year at all in any way, shape, or form, please go to bossproject.com slash on demand, all one word, and schedule a time with apps. It's all I'm asking you to do at the top of this. And now we're going to get into the meat of this episode. Yeah. So part of it is a soapbox and part of it is... <laughs> I think a big part of it is a soapbox. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Let, so let's start with the soapbox because... Okay. I should have poured some more and How we're doing things different. Okay. Because... Yeah. So but, let me be real with you guys. When are you not? I have joked slash not joked about this over the years on this show about the fact that I do not like people. And a big part of why I do not like people is specifically in this space of in the marketing, education, thought leader, influencer, projector uh, version of people of how they decide to show up. And from day one, Abby and I have kind of been on our own island because we are so in misalignment with 99.9% of how most people in this space are speaking and showing up and and telling you in this space of what you have to do, what you should do. And we have definitely gone the opposite in a lot of aspects, right? You have to, or you should do this type of marketing or pricing model or sales model or product structure or whatever. And we're basically like, nah, I don't want to do that. That feels out of alignment. We're going to do something else. I feel like this is the last kind of soapbox for other people message that like is bat signaled out into this space that I think a lot of people are subconsciously reconciling with and not understanding the impact that it has on their psyche in their own business as the founder and especially as they start to grow their their team. Yeah. So the message that's being put out is that once you get to a certain spot in your business, the only next step would be to remove yourself from it. Totally and completely and fully. And if you do not do that, and if that's not your goal, then what are you doing? And why are you in business? Then you're just creating a job for yourself and you're doing it all wrong. It's so frustrating, first of all. (laughs) 
Like, listen, not all of us want to be eight-figure earners who jet around this entire country kissing butt on people who you don't even like just to get our name on some marquee that doesn't matter. Yeah. I want to make a real living, but I want to make it in a way that feels ethical in alignment with my personal values and standards. That's also in alignment with the mission and vision of the company that we've built and treat my team well and create an ethical culture. like allows people to be fully human and have lives and have things that are distracting and all of the above. And to me, completely 100% removing yourself from the business is out of alignment at this stage of business. I'm not saying it's out of alignment forever, because I don't think that's true. I do think there might be a stage of business where you get closer to retirement and you're in a succession plan and like all of those things where it absolutely makes sense to remove yourself. But the vast majority of the people hearing this message, their business is a hot ass mess and they have no business removing themselves from it. Well, and I think the part that gets me hung up the most is the message is used as this like bullying tactic, mostly to get people to buy the programs, right? And into methodologies and into this like lavish lifestyle that's tied to a specific revenue or income number or impact level. And the only way that you can achieve those things, according to them, is by completely removing yourself. But the part that I have a problem with is that the conversation then isn't tied to how your role has to then shift to an owner. And what does an owner do in that business? What they're saying is be the CEO and the face of the company and not do anything inside the company. And there's a big disconnect with how you can successfully do that when you're not involved in the day to day. I'm not saying you need to be involved in everything. I'm not saying you need to give approvals forever. I'm not saying you have to do every single aspect of selling or client delivery forever and always. There can absolutely be a version where you start to figure out systems where you don't have to do all of those tasks, but you still oversee it. Or you don't do any of this part, but you still check in with the director of that department. There are ways that that can still happen, but the messages go from zero to 60 or bust. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, and what they're portraying but it not doing yeah. <laughs> is there's a difference between being an owner and an operator of a business and they're trying to get you to be a distanced operator which literally makes no freaking sense there is a difference between owning a business and not being the operating ceo okay but that's literally not what they're talking about and so Ultimately, and sorry, boo boo, but I doubt you have money for that. I'm, that's like a whole other conversation. I mean, but it's a conversation. So, Mm -hmm. the majority of you, the only reason it's coming up for you, I wouldn't say the only reason, one of many reasons it's coming up for you is you are knocking on burnout store. You have been doing all or most of your service delivery for a hot minute, everything from marketing to the sales process, to networking, to once they're inside, working on the client project, getting frustrated by people crossing boundaries. Oh, shit, I actually need more leads again. Let me go back and try to get more sales. But then I totally let this project slip and now I'm behind or like the boundaries messed up. And I just want to be over all of this. And because I want to be over all of client work, I just want to give it all up and try to pivot completely away. And so So if someone extends an olive branch that says, hey, you can can get out of all of that, wouldn't that be nice? It seems enticing. <laughs> it does seem enticing. And they're trying to sell you a too good to be true solution because it is too good to be true. I would much rather show you a realistic way that you can get out of burnout, 
have more ease, be focused on life first, and continue to operate your company in a way that respects people, not only yourself, but your clients and the team that will ultimately work for you. And a lot of what's being said and taught and this bigger sense is taking advantage of people in a way that I do not align myself with. Well, and the part that's honestly really icky is because we have been in rooms with some of these people and we know a little bit more behind the scenes of how their business actually runs or how much money they're making or what they're selling or how they're selling or whatever. And my biggest gripe, whether it's this soapbox or any other in this industry or, or any other conversation is when someone is preaching a certain end all be all pay me money for this thing. Cause this is the only way that you can get from here to there. And they're doing that. And then they're not actually following their own stringent advice behind the scenes. They're still in the weeds with their clients. They're still doing sales calls or messaging or still writing that sales page or tweaking this thing over here. And all of those are great things. I think that they should be doing some of those things, but they're saying that they're not. And they're saying that because they've let them go and they delegated that that's the reason why they've been successful when it's not even actually true. Yeah. And it's not to say that you shouldn't get help. I absolutely want you to get help. I want you to have the proper support in your business. And I want to show you a road, not even a roadmap because it's not linear. It's not a like make this decision and then go here. I want to show you some options. I want you to pick an option and then based on how things fall, like see your next set of options and take one step at a time because it is a one step at a time process. But I need you to see the opportunity for you to become more of a leader in your own company, move less in be less in the the task based roles where you're checking things off and doing work and start to move into more leadership and more management and i know so many of you fear management oh my gosh i know and like i get it and it is a stretch i'm going to be honest with you it's probably been one of the biggest learning not a curve cuz it's not like it's impossible but it is a holy moly, I am a completely different person than I was when I started this process. Yeah. And why for you? Because I know you were resistant. I know yeah. you were resistant to... I told you I never wanted an employee ever again. Oh, I know. Now we have six of them, five of them. Five, not including us. So seven total. Yeah. What ultimately changed for you? Well, I think I had to go through two really big lessons. The first being, first, we dove into bringing on an employee really soon because we kind of bought into the rhetoric of like, hire before you're ready, get the team to support you in order to take you to your next goals. And ultimately, our brands didn't wrap around what an impact on cash flow that hiring employees is within your business. And there were some adjustments that we needed to make behind the scenes before you and I felt actually super comfortable with that. So the first was a, oh, I feel like we did this too soon. It was more expensive than I thought. And it's really, really scary. The second aspect of the lesson that I needed to learn was that we definitely broke the contractor boundary of expectations with contractors that we had on our team who had been here for so long 
that they acted like employees and we treated them like employees, but they weren't. And so when I was voicing that frustration with my partner and wanting a different result from the people who were working with us, he reminded me every single time, you cannot expect that out of them, they're contractors. If you don't like what you're getting, don't renew their contract, find someone else. Really bringing me back to the scope of the relationship that we had with our people and what I could expect from them and what I couldn't. And so when I realized, nope, I am ready now to get my expectations met. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to put on my big kid pants and look at the budget and look at the numbers and have some conversations about how can we make this happen in a way that still makes us feel better, still makes us feel comfortable, but actually gets the support that we were really looking for. Yeah. And I want you to do it with like the full knowledge of the areas it's going to impact. We're going to talk about how it's going to impact you and your role. We're going to talk about how it's going to impact your budget and what you need financially for it to make sense. And we're also going to talk about what to do in the meantime, because maybe an employee tomorrow is not what you need. Maybe you need two contractors for 60 days so that you can grow your capacity so that you can make room to hire. But like, unless you have people who are willing to like give you that feedback, you're probably guessing as to how much it's ultimately going to cost or what it's really going to take from you as the leader. I want you to be in a place where you can sit at the head and, and, but do so in a way that's like really in alignment where you are leading effectively, you are managing effectively, like you're getting clear on how you manage and how you might have to adjust things based on who you're actually working with. And, you know, even if you have a tendency to micromanage or macromanage, (laughs) or lack of manage, you know, how do you kind of notice things about yourself so you can continue to show up better? And on the other side of that is an opportunity for you to be more in the strategy vision seat and less in the delivery seat. Not that you're not going to be involved in delivery, not that you're not going to project manage things moving through the process, not that you're not going to have your vision like coming out the other side, but you can slowly back out. And me being here where I am now, having the support we do, I absolutely know that I could contract. I could have a smaller team. I could retake on those roles because I have the skill set to do so. And I've been given the freedom to experience what it's like to be in the business with that level of support. And I can't imagine... Right. Well, and just like everything else that we talk about on here, there are consequences to every decision, right? And so if we were to scale back within the team, it would mean a scale up within our task and our duties. And right now, the payoff of quote unquote meeting to make sure we meet numbers and have marketing initiatives and sales strategies to reach our goals so that we can maintain our team ethically is the task that I am more interested in doing instead of leaning down and taking back on those things. But there is a season sometimes where we've been in business where we're like, nope, I will either say no to those things or just take them on myself because I'm not open for expansion. And we're kind of in that season a little bit because we could bring on some new people. Like we absolutely could. 
but we're liking where we're at right now. And we're liking the requirements for us right now. And we're going to make sure that like, we've utilized who we currently have on our team to their fullest capability, meaning people who've been here for a while, it's time to, to train them and coach them into more of a leadership role and strategy and thinking role. It's time to get some stuff automated or systematized behind the scenes so it can save team members time. It's time to pick apart what we are doing and cut what's not working and create a system for what is so that we can refine what we actually already have. Yeah. And it is a cool new opportunity. I will tell you that there is an option with this. When you grow with intention, you can build in more time for yourself. You can build in more ease in your role and it's still a job. And so like it can be less stressful and also have its own unique set of challenges. And so I don't want to mislead you into saying that this is going to be the solution for all your solutions because it's not like if you're stressed with clients now, you're probably still going to be stressed with more clients, you know, when you have a team, but we can help you changes. Yeah. Your perspective totally changes and how you approach things changes and like how you utilize other team members to protect not only your mental health, but also the mental health of someone else on your team potentially. And like, there's so many things you can do. And I'm excited for what it looks like for more women to be in a true CEO seat. Because what was it? Was it 88% of women owned businesses do not have an employee? Yep. Yep. 88%. Yeah. And ultimately, small businesses that are bringing in trillions of dollars every year. And I'm not saying your business is bringing in trillions of dollars. I'm saying collectively, the small business industry is huge. And women are under supported. Women are staying smaller. And I get it. Like, I get that in a lot of ways, it feels like it could be easier or less stressful or whatever. And I'm also telling you that it can still feel that easy and less stressful with a small team of support. I, and it can I agree. Can you in new ways? Absolutely. But is it worth it to figure out and tap into that new phase of yourself as a CEO and leader? I freaking think so. I think so too. And so for me, I feel like this is for the seasoned entrepreneur who's been growing their business for a while, who, you know, they're consistently at capacity. Sales isn't necessarily the issue here, but they're kind of at the breaking point of like, do I just shut it all down and move on with my career in a completely new way, go in a completely new direction? Or do I figure out how to be the leader of this company? And I know this is an intimidating step, but if you were in a traditional corporate job, you start out being the task rabbit, right? And then you move forward and typically, you know, it's management and then it's director and then it's some sort of executive, right? Well, this is helping you make that leap internally in your own business. Because if you continue to stay in that task rabbit and potentially manager zone, like your business is only going to grow so much. And you becoming an executive is like a natural part of what people crave 
in their own career. I'm not saying everyone wants to be an executive. I get that not everyone does. But like, if you're the kind of person that wants to continually be challenged and grow and whatever, this is going to flex that growth muscle, even if you decide to not radically grow the revenue of your business. Yep. So if you want to be a part of the club that supports ethics and supports sustainability and supports you figuring out how to create a job that you do love and are not afraid of the J-O-B and what we're making over here and understanding that we can, like there is a world where we actually design a job for ourselves that we do like, that are built around the life that we love to live and around the hours that work for us and give us the capability to say yes to really cool things and no to things that don't serve us. All of that is still a reality. You don't have to pull yourself out of every single seat just to get that. Typically, I find that when people do make that drastic change, it's because they've let themselves live in burnout for too long instead of doing something else. Instead of fixing what is working but is feeling a little chaotic, they burn it down, they shut it down, they vastly go completely different directions. And then you do wake up and realize you're running a business that you don't even know that much about anymore, that you aren't connected to, that you you know, you're not sure what it's going to take for it to get back to, to you. And I want to help prevent that transition for you and, and give you a space where you can grow in alignment into what matters for your goals and the way that you want to show up. Now, if that's something you want to explore and you want to see how you could make your first or next hire, how you could transition out of doing all of the client delivery and moving into management, then I want to have a conversation. Because like Emily mentioned at the top of this, C-Suite On Demand is actively open for enrollment. And I want to chat with you. I want to hear more about what phase of business you're in, how much money you're bringing in on a monthly basis. What are your unique challenges? What part are you still holding on to? What are the things you want to let go of? And see if this is a good fit for you. So I want to have a no pressure conversation. So you can head right now to bossproject.com slash on demand, no spaces, and fill out a short form and book a time with me. And we'll have a conversation to see if this makes sense for you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.